day, modern Babylon, culture contrarian, and yes, indeed, Ryan Miller. If you're not familiar with me um, on the modern Babylon, I do public and private broadcasts on this particular channel. It's available on most of the podcast feeds. Just search modern Babylon. But I wanted to take a moment and create this particular communication in a public way. I, I manage social media for my purposes, and I have elements of information which I allow in the public domain, and there's others that I do private on social media and private groups, and then there's other information which is much deeper, which is contained in the private membership association of Cultural Contrarian. And I, I'm not going to take some of this uh, private information into a public, public domain. I wanted to give this to those people that wanted to get some of the evidence that I shared relative to the letter of intent to sue and the color of law violation. And this is just another layer deep of communication. So the other day I did a broadcast where I was talking about um, the letter of intent to sue and my thoughts about that process and to create a date stamp. And again, some of it's public, some of it is private, and the private is only for the, the private members. So I went to my post office today and I received documentation from a school district's legal uh, resource in the solicitor. And this document was making a whole bunch of statements in it, which I addressed in my podcast. So you can go and listen to my podcast. It is in the public domain that I read through this. I redacted the names. I didn't identify the solicitor or the named individuals or, or the district itself. I didn't do any of that. But I read through this document and my commentary on it. And it's important, it's important information. And I took an opportunity to draft a reply, but I'm not going to send this reply just yet. But I wanted to tell you that the intention that was behind this particular document. Uh, the school board president individually sent his private personal lawsuit in his private person capacity. I am not the letter of intent to sue is not suing a school board official. I'm suing a private individual who is in violation of their constitutional oath in their position. If I were suing the school board, then I'd be going up against qualified immunity and, and this is not litigation that requires any of the taxpayers be involved in. This is a non-taxpayer uh, dependent fight. The school board are acting in violation of their constitutional oath. And the Supreme Court tells us how we have to handle that. And unfortunately, the school solicitor is not familiar with the federal proceedings and the obligation to be reasonable and notify public servants of their misrepresentation, misunderstanding, or misstatements about the law. And unfortunately, the school president received this personal litigation and he went to the school solicitor for advice. So the school solicitor is framing his response all in the, the, the character that I'm going after the school board or the district. That's a fraudulent statement. That The word district is repeated in this document because he is attempting to say that my, my allegations are against the district. And no, they're not. My allegations are not against the district. My allegations are against 
the private citizens who are acting under color of law. And the Supreme Court tells me, I have to say, listen, folks, you have to honor your oath. Please go investigate 18 U.S.C. 241, 242, and 42 U.S.C. 1983. Please go investigate. You're, you're on notice that you're depriving me of my rights with your unlawful enforcement of a policy. Now, your, your requests of me in accordance with your policy is totally fine. I have no issue with the language written in that policy to ask a citizen to provide their name and provide their township. It's merely a request. You could ask me to wear flip-flops. You could ask me to wear red clothing. You can ask me to remove a hat. You can ask me a whole bunch of things. But I'm not obligated to take action based upon a request. The law tells me quite clearly what I am obligated to do. And I do have a legal protection under the Fourth Amendment to be secure in my person's papers, properties, and effects, free from absent probable cause that I have committed a crime, supported by articulable facts and evidence. So I don't need to tell you who I am. The fact that you asked is nice, and I go, you know, I politely decline. I'm not obligated to tell you who I am. And, well, our policy states that you need to state your name and where you're resident, which township you're a resident. And I go, you know, I, I respectfully decline. I just want to take my three minutes and address the board. Well, you can't speak. What? You're going to silence my speech? That's where they went wrong. Everybody else is going to surrender, voluntarily comply to the request because they don't know what rights they have and they don't know what standing on the rights looks like. So I just stood on my rights and said, please don't do that. I just want to speak. I don't need to tell you who I am, where I live. None of that information is pertinent to the words that I need to say. And if you want to memorialize it based upon some claim that you need to put my name and residency inside of Sunshine Law, well, that's, that's a fabrication. The law doesn't require you. You can say this citizen at this time, time stamp failed to provide his name and he didn't tell us where he resides, but he is advocating for the citizens in the community. He is a taxpayer as and 53% of the money coming into the school district is outside of resident funding as a, I have standing as a taxpayer. That notwithstanding, I have a contract with parents to advocate in that school district. But anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole. So this attorney made a bad statement and made a bad proposition that he made the decision that he was going to attempt to protect the qualified immunity of the school board and allege that I was suing the school board members, members of the school board. I wasn't schooling members, suing the members of the school board. I'm intending to sue these actors who are portraying themselves to be sworn oath abiders in their position as a school board. So when they violate their oath, there are, the, the law calls them an actor. I use that word for a purpose. Met much of the language I use is specific in nature because it, it is being pulled out of law. When I say a statute ordinance policy that infringes or deprives a constitutional right that's a violation of Marbury versus Madison, a, constant, a federal Supreme Court precedent in Marbury versus Madison, and Marbury versus Madison said that when a law or statute, law, statute, policy, whatever, infringes upon a right, that's repugnant. People don't like the word repugnant. You're not arguing with me. You're arguing with the, the uh, majority opinion in Marbury versus Madison. So don't argue with me with my selection of words. So when I use the word actor, 
that's coming out of Supreme Court precedent relative to the rulings in 241s and 242 and 1943 claims. So this attorney, this solicitor, created a straw man argument so he could rip down his straw man and attempt to threaten, intimidate, and coerce me into say that I don't have standing and that I, that I should seek legal counsel. Well, that's, that's fine. You, I'm, the words don't hurt me. I, they don't mean anything to me. He's trying to establish a, a level of authority that he doesn't have. But what he's actually done, he's, he's documented his, his willingness to violate his ethical code and attempt to represent the school board members personally because the letter of intent to sue is clear in delineating that this is a private matter. I'm suing these private individuals in violation of their oath. Now, either this attorney chose not to do any research on the, the USC codes, 241, 242, etc., chose not to research it, is unfamiliar with it, and believes that he has indemnified himself by just using the word district in here. But here's the crazy thing. When you attempt to be reasonable with people, you create the receipts and the documents. And I have communication to his firm from multiple areas to remind him to stay in your lane. You don't have standing. So I'm going to share with you my reply. Now, this is not a final reply. This is after I've um, kind of just needed to spitball it. So this is like the email that you type but don't send because this may not be the format in which I'm going to send this particular communication. But this is my response. And this, this letter is in public view for those people that are part of my private membership association. If you listen to my podcast, I read through this entire letter so you can listen to this after you listen to that broadcast. But anyway... Here's my response. Dear Esquire, I reluctantly acknowledge receipt of your communication dated 4-13-22 and your attempts to transition, quote, the letter of intent to sue, close quote, to be framed as a district issue. I hesitate to respond as you have no legal standing in a private matter. Attempts to frame this as a, quote, district, close quote, issue is merely fabrication or an attempt for you to imply you have standing. However, I do appreciate you memorializing that you have provided legal counsel to private citizens who are acting under color of law after being repeatedly notified. As you stated, you have no obligation to respond, and this is a 100% correct statement, as these board members require private counsel and your statements have no merit. However, I will honor that statement and similarly consider that I have no obligation to interact with the school solicitor on private matters related to private litigation. It is also my understanding that your firm has received advance notification to refrain from committing an ethical violation on private civil matters funded by taxpayers. Your document is an affirmation that you believe no conflict or of interest or fiduciary trust has been violated nor compromised. Fortunately, for the disaffected citizens, we have a higher review panel that can bring clarity to this issue.
sincerely, the multiple victims of premeditated crimes by school board officials pretending as actors. <laughs> I just added that as a postscript. This is, I had a conversation with someone today and they said that the reason that our actors do this, all public servants go through this level of obfuscation, logical fallacy argumentation is because they can. They can. Qualified immunity is the taxpayer-funded legal protection that we the people have given to them. We've acquiesced and given this, this bottomless bank for them to act any way they see fit. And when we go to attempt to hold them accountable for their violations of the Sunshine Act or other actions which are contra uh, con contradict their responsibility and authority, it's going to get snuck into that qualified immunity argument. And you're going to be battling the school solicitor and the school's attorneys and the school's bank account that you're going to have to privately fund and get stuck in this legal procedural argument that will go on and you'll just get exhausted and you'll run out of money to fight it and eventually you acquiesce. Now, possibly, possibly, you may have success on an issue and that the school will ensure that qualified immunity stays intact and they'll pay a settlement, a small settlement, whatever it is. And that settlement is coming out of the liability insurance fund that is funded by the county, invested by taxpayer money, and the taxpayers are paying the fine to the criminal actions being settled through qualified immunity. So if you think about the logic of that, the victims are paying restitution to themselves. Isn't that interesting? That's the power of qualified immunity, that the individual that committed the crime is protected. Now they may have done something fraudulent or unlawful and the qualified immunity protects them and you would want justice from that individual. Nah, that doesn't happen. The only way to get them is to pierce that qualified immunity. And the Supreme Court tells us the burden that's required for any citizen to do that. It requires a tremendous amount of knowledge. I'm not saying I'm not an attorney. I would never represent myself as an attorney. I wouldn't even want to be associated with an attorney. I, that the allegiance of the attorney is the citizen. The client is way, way, way low down in the, in the hierarchy of of support. You are so down on the list. And I don't want to engage an attorney for anything. It's like, I don't want to call the police to protect me. I want to protect myself. I don't need some uniform guy to come and protect me because I could wind up being a victim of his impulsivity and harsh rash to judgment and not really knowing who the victim is. Stay away. Leave me alone. I'm a law-abiding, non-aggression principled, mild-mannered, yet assertive citizen. And I don't need these professions. I may utilize them at the appropriate time when I need their professionalism. And yes, that will come with a cost, no problems. But I understand the hierarchy of responsibility. I know who they report to. They don't report to me. While I may retain them, they report to the court 
because they're officers of the court. They report to the bar because they definitely need to be certified by the bar. They report to their firm or their practice. Then they report to their family and then they report to the client. You're way, way low on the list. If you want to have standing in the court, you create the standing. You go in. Now, this knowledge is just takes years to accumulate, and I've just been trying to model it and teach people on how to be free. And nobody wants to, It's too much work, too much time. It's easier to just voluntarily comply. Again, I got no issue with that. You do you, I'll do me. Now, the, the, the important piece of this message right now is that the school board president individually sent his document to the attorney and the attorney, the school solicitor, is responding based upon that one individual. But there are other named individuals privately. Now, the advice that the attorney has given to the school board president is improper. It is improper because he doesn't have standing and this is not a qualified immunity. And he has been negligent in providing proper legal counsel to the school board president. And the school board president is kind of titrating that down to the other affected citizens. And nobody has said to those citizens, you need private counsel. Well, actually, I did in the letter of intent to sue. I said, this is a private matter. You need private counsel. Your school solicitor doesn't have standing. So any advice that's coming from the school solicitor, he's doing it from the lens that I haven't pierced qualified immunity, which is fraudulent. The attorney neglected to seek the counsel of a civil rights attorney or do any research regarding civil rights law or heading into a federal federal district court. And I feel sorry for those other named individuals that are relying upon the school board president and this attorney giving poor advice and they haven't sought personal private counsel regarding this matter. Am I sorry to the point that I'm going to pull back my lawsuit? No, because the document itself gave them enough information that they would have been advised to go get private counsel. Now, I can't stop them from mocking me and making statements that they know better than me. I'm totally fine with that. The, the, the federal procedure requires me to notify them and give them the ability to settle prior to getting into court. So the Esquire in the qualified immunity is looking that I'm, I'm going to be running into the, this civil court or get, a, a, get a, an attorney to, to argue this out. No, I'm not, school, I'm not going after the school board. I'm not going after the district. I'm going after private individuals who are actors acting under color of law. So I am, it's unfortunate that these other named individuals are relying upon somebody, such as the school board president, re receiving improper advice. And this document is a straw man. It's a straw man. And I just want to inform everyone that's listening to me, advanced notice went to the attorney weeks ago, not just by myself, but by many other people to say, this is a civil rights issue. This is not a qualified immunity issue. You do not have standing. 
and you are violating your legal and contractual responsibility to the taxpayers if you're offering private personal legal advice in private personal legal matters of school board members at the taxpayer dime. It's conflict. It's a fiduciary violation. And oh, by the way, there's some significant ripples associated with that event. Because this is where investigators come in and they do audits on the books and they wanna look at where that money's going. So let's, let's presuppose that the invoice that this school district got for around $14,000 in the last school board meeting, let's say a portion of it is related to the time and effort to fabricate this document that I got or to provide billable hours in discussing policy 903 or billable hours in discussing the color of law violation. It's appropriate to discuss 903 and it's also appropriate for them to verify is it is the enforcement of it lawful to demand a citizen to provide their name and their residency and if they don't to silence their speech is that a lawful thing because that's what the color of law was saying that's not lawful you can't silence speech you may not like the speech you may not agree with it absent of it being terroristic threats in nature you don't have to like the speech amazingly enough all of the video teaching and training that has been conducted to the school board members pretty much says that quite clearly. You can't silence a person's speech. You may not like it, but unless they're going to do something that is unlawful, and unfortunately, profanity is not unlawful. Now, I don't use that in my vocabulary, but people's profane words, they can't be silenced. Well, I just wanted to put something out there public so that all those other named school board members who have received a letter of, attorney, letter of intent to sue in their private person capacity, I strongly encourage you to get private counsel. Get private counsel. Go hire a civil rights lawyer and bring to their attention that you are being litigated in violations of your enforcement and non-objection to the enforcement of 18 U.S.C. 241, 18 U.S.C. 242, and 42 U.S.C. 1983. And this is a humble request, humble request. Repent, repent. Come to me and say, wow, I didn't know. I didn't realize that this was an issue. I received improper advice from my school board president. I, I didn't take this seriously. Our, I went to the wrong council and repent and allow me three minutes to speak. It's not such a big deal. I'm not going to drop F-bombs on you. Just allow me to speak. I want to advocate for those parents and children who've been harmed in your school district. And I want to be an advocate to help things get better for them because that's who matters, those kids. And the actions of the school board have been creating victims out of kids. Anxiety, depression, suicide, cutting, social isolation. The harms are well-documented, well, well-documented. 
and you acting in the capacity of a me medical clinician to make a determination to establish an unlawful mandate to put a medical device on children is criminal. It's criminal. Now, no parents knew how to fight that. This parent does. This parent does. So I just want to put this in public domain. My ability to extend grace has been very long. Man, have I extended so much grace. It's been months. All you have to do is say, wow, I messed up. I shouldn't have silenced you because that is a deprivation of your rights under the Constitution. It does violate my oath. I will allow you to speak. I will make a public apology that I learned something based upon this citizen standing up. Yes, it's going to cost me a little bit financially because I kept my head down. I didn't stand up. I didn't honor my oath. And there's a consequence for not standing on your oath. You rebuked me. You mocked me. And I'm all right with that. But there's a consequence when you rip apart that document that you held your hand up in the air and you affirmed. So it stings. I can't take the sting away. We don't like consequences. Nobody likes consequences. But the only way to learn is when you touch the stove and you get burned, well, you're not going to touch the stove again. So I'm hopeful that this one lesson, while it stings, that you will not continue to deprive citizens of their rights. I know this particular school book has another three, four, five policies in the hopper that are all going to be constitutional violations. And I would love the opportunity to speak into them with the wisdom to say, you know what, the way you request it, it's not such a bad thing. But your enforcement, because you don't have the authority to enforce, you, you, you have no powers to enforce, particularly when they deprive citizens of their rights. You can't falsely imprison people. You can't do that. You can't take private property absent of a warrant. You can't confiscate somebody's phone absent of a warrant. Now, you can threaten and intimidate and scare and put them on detention and suspend them. And yeah, you can do all things to create harm, to threaten that child, that they're quaking in their boots to your authority for them to give up their Fourth Amendment. You can totally do that unlawfully, unlawfully. I'd like the opportunity to speak and reason with you people as to where your limits of authority are. Or this is a lather, rinse, repeat exercise. And yeah, it's a lot of work. But me doing this alone with people in the background supporting me, maybe there'll be some other citizens that are willing to step up and learn and learn how to hold our public officials accountable and recognize, yes, it takes some effort. It, it definitely takes some effort. And I'm willing to share the knowledge and point to the resources so you can get study on your own. But the federal court is the house for us. It's the we, the people's court. There's court of law. There's court of equity. I'm going in the court of law. And we'll let the law determine who is lawful and who is not. And we'll let that system of justice weigh itself out. All I'm doing is removing the qualified immunity hand pressing down on that scale to create the unequal justice in our system. I'm just taking the hand off the scale. And what I have on my side of the scale is all my receipts, all my documents, all my ebooks of me attempting to be reasonable in the face of unreasonable actors, unlawful actors. And I can't be accused of something that is not provided in evidence. So 
I'm going to have my evidence and we'll measure it against the counter-narrative evidence. Narrative is not evidence. My document trail, my ebook, my prophetic anticipation and podcasts based upon the actions of public servants before they happened. It's really funny. If you listen to my podcast that happened the day before the 14th, was it? I think it was the, the morning of the 14th prior to me going to the school board, I did a podcast and I predicted what the outcome would be. And woohoo, shocker. I'm not prophetic and I'm not a puppet master. I just understand the process better than most. And I've got a little, little bit of a challenge out there to my audience. Go find me one, one, just one law enforcement officer that is willing to stand beside me to ensure that my constitutional rights are not infringed. Just find me one. And I can tell you so far, within 53 departments, one has not emerged. 53 departments. And of those 53, about 70% of them have ensnared themselves with some bad statements. So the conspiracy is, is in plain daylight for those people that know the right to know law. And the conspiracy is borne out in my archive in the receipts. Unbelievable. So, sorry, a little bit long, but I wanted to get people access to this kind of information and, and get my response. You can watch the previous broadcast that I did on my um, Culture Contrarian Modern Babylon, where I read this document. But the, the reason I did it here, I wanted to give more context for those people that are in the give, send, go, that they can, um, I don't know, if any of those school board people acting in their private capacity are trying to troll me, I'm giving you the ability to sniff. And yeah, you could, I'll give you the ability to see some stuff. Some stuff. But my case is off to the side. That's in private. And even my private members don't have access to all my receipts. They know I got them because I show them and I do screen share and I let them see them and see the volume of hundreds of hours worth of labor. But eventually, that will get in the public domain. Because I think we the people need to know. We the people need to know the amount of effort that we need to go through. And so you can see the lies yourself. Not my lies, but how they position things. And maybe I need to do a lesson on logical fallacy argumentation because straw man, red herring, law of non-contradiction is violated through all of these, this communication. It's absolutely entertaining. So I could do a Socratean lesson on communication that would be entertaining. But anyway, thank you all. And I hope this was beneficial. And um, join us. Consider joining culturecontrarian.org and be part of the Private Membership Association. You could download the, the, the agreement. Take a look at it. It's a ministry, folks. It's a ministry. Everything is coming from a biblical worldview to honor God. Again, I'm not seeking justice. I'm just allowing this action to be brought before man's justice. I'm not seeking to punish him. I'm just saying stay in your lane. We'll, let's, we'll let the system determine how it's recti rectified or remedied. That's all. You think I'm going after this for money? That's a joke. I want people to demonstrate they have integrity and honor their oath. Or, or quite honestly, 
Say the oath doesn't mean anything. Just say it means nothing, that I have no intention to honor my oath. You're going to say it, but you have no intentionality behind it. I'm fine with that. So at least I know what you are. You're a fraud. That's totally fine. I, I, you're an actor. I get it. Very good. Modern Babylon, put that in your intellectual pipe and smoke it. Take care. Welcome to my...